Hello and welcome back to the Scooter Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got Jameson Maxwell, Ty Lee. As always, we are back fresh off the bye week to talk about Oklahoma on the road to take on Iowa State in Ames. Uh, the Cyclones have lost four straight. Things aren't going great for them. Um, but look, this is an Oklahoma team that not very long ago was uh, getting shut out, getting blown out uh, by bad teams. So, or by not bad teams, good teams, but bad performances across the board. So, um, a lot to uh, unravel here. So, Jameson, uh, first things first, did you have a good bye week? And also, uh, what do you think of the Cyclones? First impressions? It was it was relaxing. Um... But yeah, hey, K-State's still a good team. It was just Will Howard. That's the problem, Bobby. That was the starting quarterback for the majority of that game versus TCU. You know, Will Howard doesn't go in. Who knows what happens? K-State's still legitimate. But yeah, no, great oh, yeah. Um, palate cleanser. And Iowa State, like we've said in kind of our um, pick em pods on Wednesdays, yes, they are at the bottom of the Big 12, but the bottom of the Big 12 is still pretty competitive. They've got a really good scrappy defense. Hunter Deckers is a good quarterback. One of the top wide receivers in the Big 12 and Xavier Hutchinson as well. So this is not like, you know, shrug off game. We can't do that anymore as a team. Like we still got to get up and get ready for this game. Oh, absolutely. And as Blake likes to say in abundance, this is a team that he still thinks they're good. They just lose close games. Ty, how was the bye week? Uh, your thoughts on Iowa State other than that they're uh, NPCs, I believe. Yeah, it was a it was a good bye week. I thought we had a lot of really really good football on to make up for it. If you were an OU fan looking for some college football, that two thirty time slot, especially uh, the Oklahoma State Texas game, you know that was a that was a good one. And and uh, sort of uh, there was a lot of good sports, a lot of good sports on the on the weekend. So that was always positive. Looking at Iowa State, you know, who knows? We're about to dive into it a little bit deeper, I guess. But it's they hold people to really low points. We have several common opponents at this point. Like you said, they're at the bottom of the Big 12, but we are not much farther above them. In fact, we are only one win above them uh, against uh, Kansas, who we both have as a common opponent. So it will certainly be an interesting matchup as we dive more into it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, looking at this, you know, I, Iowa State, you know, the, again, look at you can look at the record. They're three and four, but... This is a team that plays games games close. They've lost uh, games by uh, seven, three, one, and three the past uh, four weeks. So, you know, a, a very respectable team, especially defensively. I feel like, um, you know, Matt Campbell's you know vaunted uh, defense uh, defensive setup has given OU trouble in the past, uh, and it looks to be uh, definitely a test for um, uh, Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy, but. Um, yeah, let's let's kind of let's kind of dive into that, Jameson. Uh, obviously, a massive uh, revival for OU last uh, last time out against Kansas, putting up massive numbers. Do you expect that to continue on the road in Ames, uh, a difficult environment, but maybe not as spooky as it's been in the past with an 11 a.m. kickoff and a four-game losing streak? Our offense isn't going to do what we did to Kansas again. You cannot expect that. Kansas's defense has shown that they just have plenty of holes in it. Their secondary, honestly, atrocious. Did not look good at all versus Baylor either. Baylor just carved them up. If it wasn't for, you know, that last second half backdoor attempt by Kansas, everyone would be like throwing them in the dump again, but pretty much are. Um, so what we took from Kansas, like don't say, oh, OU's offense is back yet. Iowa State's a completely different defense. They got a lot of good players on there. But talking about Iowa State's offense, 
I feel pretty confident, you know, in our defense in terms of seeing something competent because they are pretty one-dimensional, in my opinion. Their running backs and their running game is really low. Past three games, their leading rusher has been 33 yards or less every single game. That That is not going to cut it. And it will at least let OU's defense say, okay, we need to make sure we shut down the pass. We need to do what we can and focus on that problem. And if they guess, um, like, completely destroy us through the ground, obviously there's a lot of problems. But we have one thing that we can focus on as a defense. Yeah, no, the days of uh, David Montgomery and um, and Brees Hall are, are, are not really a thing anymore for Iowa State. They don't have a great running back. Uh, David Montgomery, now. shades of Saquon Barkley, um, his legs, what was his eyes of um, Le'Veon <laughs> Bell, um, just the all-American running back, David Montgomery. That, that was pretty funny. Ty, uh, your thoughts on... Um, I guess we started the question talking about Iowa State's or OU's offense against the Iowa State defense. And, you know, you've certainly had your issues with uh, Dylan Gabriel, but um, I don't know your thoughts. Do you think they, do you think we see any regression here? What do you think? So certainly we're going to see some regression from the Kansas performance. Uh, like Jameson pointed out, you know, there was a, a myriad of things that are impacting the talking points there. I've been saying for a while with this Kansas team, that uh, they got a lot of buy-in just specifically because they are Kansas. Actually, one of the comparisons I made a couple weeks ago on the podcast was give Kansas or give Kansas's record, their performance, their win-loss column, all their stats to Iowa State or to Texas Tech or anyone else, and it's rather unremarkable. So it's really only because uh, Kansas, and we're seeing glimmers of hope, which we continue, you know, we hope they continue to develop, but uh, Kansas was not necessarily indicative of how we're going to look going forward. Iowa State has been able to shut people down offensively uh, to a to a surprising extent, but at the same time, they've also been shut down by people. So uh, it's it's certainly something they were they were able to you know more or less shut down the Kansas State offense that we certainly had problems with, and then they held Texas to twenty four, which is much more than can be said about us. But I think one thing that really it comes down to, and this is sort of a talking point we constantly repeat, but I think in this Iowa State matchup, their defense is, they have a lot of really good players, but I don't necessarily know if it's a, they have stars across the board situation. I think they're very well coached and they're very well sort of schemed out. They're employing the talent that they have uh, in the best possible way defensively. And one of the things that they've really done successfully is is sort of make people one dimensional. So I think that, Going forward, the real thing that is going to win us this game is what we bring schematically. So I'm talking about the coaches. I'm talking about Jeff Levy and and what he does schematically to prepare because obviously we have a lot of tape on him now at this point of the season, but then also adjust as the game goes through because we know that they're going to come in really well prepared for us. Uh, So hopefully if I'm reading the tea leaves, there's one thing that I get from this OU team is that maybe some things are starting to click because we did start to see a little bit of a more complex OU offense. We started to see some more trust and we started to see some more throws being made that weren't being made earlier in the season. So hopefully uh, we continue to take a step forward, but I think the coaching uh, in this one is going to be the big battle between their DC and our OC. Yeah, I I think that's truly where it comes down to is, um, that, that right there, because 
that Iowa State defense, you know, for all the issues they've had this year, is still really damn good and really, really hard to you know move the ball against. Um, and as we've seen with with OU's offense, they've struggled with some pretty competent defenses. Uh, you know, case K State like gave us it gave us a lot of issues. TCU gave us a lot of issues. Obviously Texas, but you know, you know the Bevel situation, a little asterisk there, but still completely you know pummeled them. Um, so being able to, you know, really move the ball, make an impact, that's important. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do have a little bit of concern about the K-State or K-State, Iowa State offense, you know, with Hutchinson, we really struggle with big receivers. And I feel like he does a really, he's burnt us in the past, uh, you know, in his career at Iowa State. So that is a concern of mine for sure. Um, but um, overall, I, I, I think they're not... They're not the most explosive team by any means. No, and I, Hunter and I don't want the, been pretty disappointing. Yeah, and I know the I like. I know we. I, I feel like Iowa State uh, always has a lot of listeners uh, who will pop in and listen in, and you know, kind of get upset about us getting being negative about the Cyclones. But no, I just I don't see a lot of explosiveness there. Yeah, you know, I, the thing is, like, we know Hunter Deckers has the talent. Xavier Hutchinson has the talent. They can carve us up on defense. I mean, on whenever we're on defense, there's no doubt about it. I wouldn't be surprised. We see a lot of plays where we're just scratching our head, where it's just the wide receivers wide open. We saw it versus Kansas still. But let's be very, very glad that we got our bye week whenever it did come because it came whenever we still needed to make a lot of adjustments on the defensive side, but we at least had a positive momentum to hang our hat on it in terms of a win versus Kansas because – we had never been lower before that. And going out and beating Kansas, we really, really needed that just for the locker room and just confidence sake. If, if everyone's playing without confidence, you're not going to get good performance. It's as simple as that. So hopefully this past week and a half, they've kind of broken things down even more like we talked about, made things a little bit more simpler, and hopefully we can do some little things here and there create maybe a turnover or two to get us some momentum on Saturday versus Iowa state. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the road, the road game environments, obviously, um, you know, can be tricky. You know, this is uh use what third true road game road game, you know, that I was that uh, Nebraska game. They uh, were able to recover quick mainly because Nebraska was garbage, but it, it'll be an issue here. Um, I would say so. But uh, definitely a big test, definitely a big test and a big indicator as to how this season is going to continue uh, playing out. You know, do they sink? Do they continue to tread water? We'll see. Um, but Ty, before we, let's wrap up this preview with. Um, are, are you guys are you guys optimistic? I mean, I want to hear from Ty yeah. because I feel like he's kind of been Absolutely. a little bit different thinking process from us. Like, are you optimistic? Yes or no going into Saturday in terms of overall um, performance of Oklahoma? I, so I think so. Overall performance of Oklahoma, absolutely. Like you guys touched on with Iowa State's offense specifically. If you want to see an explosive Iowa State offense, I don't know what to tell you. You could strap these guys to a rocket and send them flying into the moon at terminal velocity, and you still wouldn't get an explosion from them. There's, the, there's nothing that they're doing that is surprising anyone. And I'm saying this directly to any Iowa State fans that are listening, you are going to lose. We are going to embarrass <laughs> you. It is oh, going no. to be embarrassing. I know that you hey, guys are looking at your schedule. We should have beat Texas. Looking forward, and you're saying, oh, no, 
we have three wins right now and we have three more unranked teams. We need to beat this OU team to go to a bowl. Cancel your bowl plans. You're not going to a bowl. We are going to embarrass you. And you're probably going to get embarrassed by Texas Tech too. And oh we know you're going to get embarrassed Ty. by TCU. So, oh my God. Yes, I'm, I'm very much optimistic. OU is going to play... <laughs> OU's offensive performance is going to be infuriating to everyone that watches if you have a dog in the fight. If you are an OU fan and you you will be infuriated by this OU offense because it's going to be abysmal. What's his name? (laughs) Why are you always... The guy from UCF is going to throw probably two (laughs) interceptions. Pick a side! What's his name? The turnover machine from UCF. He'll have oh, at least God. two turnovers in this game, right? They may oh, not be interceptions, but he I'm will so be confused here. But we this will is control, the most classic time. We will control the run game. Their whole MO is like, oh, let's put like, we have three really good defensive linemen and then we can put eight people in coverage a lot. Okay, Eric Gray is going to smack you in the face. We're just going to continue to run on them. We're going to, if we have to go back to the Wildcat thing, you know, so be it. Iowa State is going to be embarrassed this weekend. If you're an Iowa State fan, but stay home. But we're turning home. it over a lot. Stay home. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, but they can't put up points. That's the thing. We could turn it over three times. We still put up 50-plus on people. We just did it to Kansas last week. Actually, we don't turn it over. Just Dylan Gabriel does. So, yes, Iowa State, <laughs> oh prepare to be embarrassed. But that does oh, not man. mean that our quarterback is any better. Oh, my God. That was hey, two, quite the Two way. lefties, right? Deckers is a lefty, right? I think so. I, I don't know. I, I'm not lefty quarterbacks. This this should be a little blast. Yeah, I expect a very average game from Dylan Gabriel this week, but the running game to be the one that comes through. I understand, you know, the turnover machine, as Ty says, um, but it's I, I I don't expect too much. I bet I'll, there's going to be a lot of you know short passes and very conservative things because that's what we kind of saw versus Kansas. Just a couple of them popped off. Yeah, no, and, you know, and I, I will say, you know, the running game, by the way, massively, massively important. In fact, Eric yeah, Gray for it. me. What? Wait, yeah, we need it. I, th- I thought you said you're muted and I was freaked out. Oh, no, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, Eric Gray, I believe uh, number one in the country for yards per carry. Uh, he's been incredible this season. Um, and, you know, he, he he truly has become the guy who is the focal point of the offense or should be the focal point of the offense. Um, But you have to obviously have the passing game to open that up a bit and really make things, uh, you know, really make things tick. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited though. I, if I, if I had to put it, I'm like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm ready to get hurt again. Did I, did I look at the big 12 standings and try to, you know, Gooner, Gooner, like think my way into a championship. Made it. To the Big Twelve Championship, maybe, but it was only for like three seconds, and then I turned it and I, I, I exited that Just cab don't. and called it good. Just don't. <laughs> Just but don't. your kicker is lining up for an onside kick. The chances of regaining possession they're slim. The stakes are high, and that tension is even higher. Your pulse is racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. Okay, yeah, like make every play feel that exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. So check this out. In addition to the usual bets, 
everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Sounds like a pretty good deal to me. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any NFL game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. That's a great transition to let's talk about OU for the rest of the season, Bobby. I was talking to y'all. You guys are cautiously and I guess... Ty is hater, but also optimistic of our Sooners team, um, which is pretty probably a lot of people in terms of OU fans, to be honest. Um, what do we think the rest of the season is going to go like? Because we start off, I feel like getting Iowa State right off this bye, I feel like it's an absolute blessing because I think that, first of all, their, their offense is quite one-dimensional um, in terms of the passing and their running game really doesn't do much. Um, so it helps our defense kind of hone in on things. And um, it's gonna we're gonna lean a lot on our offense to outscore them. But then we go, we get Baylor at home after that, and then at West Virginia, and then Bedlam at home, and then end at Texas Tech. What do y'all kind of expect from the rest of this year? Uh, I see Ty giggling. Well, what do you, what do you want to say, Ty? Come on. Well, I just I I won't let Bobby go first, but I'm just laughing because I know that he thinks that the vibes are really good at one of those places. So I'm I'm not sure oh, if the good vibes man. will help OU or not. Texas Tech kicks some arse. No, I have I do have a I really do not like the feeling of that at Texas Tech game to end the season, um, because I don't know. I, we we've seen it plenty of times. Joe, we'll get into that later. It's the last game on those on the on the slate. But we'll talk talk about it then. I think Iowa State, this game will really define the tone of the remainder of the season to see if this is a team that can, you know, really win some Big 12 games. You know, we only have one we only have one Big 12 win, and it was against a Kansas team that, as we saw last week, is not that great without um, uh, Jalen Daniels. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if you get a good win against Iowa State, Gabriel stays healthy. You know, I could see – I could see this being, a you know, a, a – what four and one rest of the way? If we really I think that's get lucky, ceiling. I think, I think that's, that's ceiling. ceiling. I I think the Baylor game is probably a lot easier than most people think. I honestly feel better about that Baylor game just with it being at home than that Texas Tech game. I agree, Bobby. It just you know something. I understand Texas Tech. You know they still they got freshman quarterback that people really don't have the scouting report on. That's kind of going after everybody right now. And by the time we get him, hopefully we'll have a good scouting report on him. But you know, Lubbock is a lot scarier than um, than Norman right now, and we like being in our comfort blankets whenever we're kind of beaten down. It's a weird combination, but because like the better teams are at home, which helps, but also the worst teams are on the road, and each location is pretty tough. Ames is tough. West Virginia, uh, it's pretty tricky as well, and then Texas Tech. So I don't, I don't really know. I, I think uh, Jimmy in the comments on YouTube. You know, four and one or one and four, that's very accurate. But, um, you know, I don't know. I'm starting to believe that, you know, maybe an Oklahoma State upset would be something that would be very, very possible. But um, overall, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Ty, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about the rest of the season? I think it would not be unrealistic to say that OU could win. We could win out. And, and I'm not saying we will. I'm not saying I believe that. But I don't think that it's as crazy to say uh, as it may have seemed even just two weeks ago. I do understand that Oklahoma State going forward 
is is potentially you know still in the running for the conference championship could be the best team in the conference i guess if you believe in in that system uh and and they are to be seen yet on the schedule i understand everyone that we have played in conference has put up 40 plus points on us which is absurd Iowa State will not. Even if we lose that one, there's they're not getting to 40 points because they they literally just cannot. But I I really don't think it's super unrealistic to say that we will we could win out. I think realistically, you know, if you want to try to hedge it and and say, oh, I'm being realistic, a realistic sort of emotional hedge ceiling, you could say four and one. I really don't think that's a ceiling though, because that implies that you're stopping there. Uh, but I think that we. I don't think we would lose more than I could see us losing Baylor. I could see us losing Oklahoma state. And then uh, just one more fluke in there, but I, I we're going to go to a bowl game. I I'm a hundred percent confident in that, which that was in doubt at one point in the season. So I guess I would say the floor is two and four. The ceiling is five and zero oh, going through the rest of the season. And then I'm looking for, I'm looking for the postseason. I mean, this is, Sort of, it's been a rough year in the Big 12 for us. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to the postseason and seeing who we get matched up with. And and hopefully it's, you know, there's a lot of other big brands that are sort of down right now. And and that's always interesting. I, I love seeing those matchups that are sort of marquee and, and out there and, and who knows what. Maybe if we get a Kentucky team, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I think that Oregon, the Oregon and Florida matchups have been pretty perfect in terms of what you're looking for, like beat down, you know, big brand teams where you still have a good chance for some. I think that was, you know, great matchups. But here's for the people that are optimistic for the rest of the, you know, for the rest of the season, I can see where you're coming from. Obviously, there's still a lot of problems within our defense where that starts first. I think our offense is going to do enough to get us into games and always win them, but it's always going to be upon the defense's shoulders. Linebacking crew is bad and we just don't have alternatives. We don't. There's no one behind Danny Stutzman or Guaybu that can play the the coverage defense that Brent Venables requires of a linebacker. But if you're talking about a glue guy that we've been missing as of recently, and since that TCU game, it's really hurt us, Billy Bowman should be back on Saturday, which is a big deal. Had an ankle injury, probably like a grade two ankle um, that takes you out for about four, three to four weeks. He should be back and should be good to go. And we've been trying a lot of young guys at the safety. You know, you see um, Robert Spears Jennings has played really well, but there is no doubt that we said before this that Billy Bowman, by the eye test, looked like the best player on our defense. And he seems like he was always in the right spots, making the right play. And you can say that maybe about two or three total guys on this defense. So having one guy who's in the right spot on the back end of our defense at safety will be huge for OU on Saturday. Absolutely. Bowman might be the most important player on the team by far. Um, he Whoa, covers Dylan so many Gabriel. Mistakes. Dylan Gabriel is definitely the most okay, important. Okay, on, on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> no, the defensive no, side of the ball. Wrong, wrong, oh, wrong. No, okay, come on. We were not getting not the absolutely exposed. The we were getting absolutely exposed before he was injured. Okay, okay, but he's the not the most was talented, useless man. Like, we're not doing this again. It's, it's it's because Jeff Levy does not trust anybody. He's not the most talented. I will stand on that and scream to the ceiling about that. But he is the most needed because they our offense does nothing with him because Jeff Levy has no trust in anyone else. And also, Davis Bevel is probably not very good. Or da- or yeah, booty. I don't. Or I, don't I don't think Bevel is going to be playing the backup quarterback any longer after what the fans gave him. You know, at the point like you know, if Dylan Gabriel goes down again they're not going to go through that same thing again. It's just, they can't for the brand. If Dylan Gabriel goes down 
for a second time this season, our season's pretty much washed. It's already washed mm. to begin with, and they cannot afford through their reputation to do that same thing that they did. So I, Nick Evers is going to be the backup. I would not be surprised because that's they're just going to have to give the people what they want because it's a business now at this point. Like There's a lot of money to be lost if Dylan Gabriel goes down and we turn to trash again. Yeah, but... Yeah. Also, I don't think you want to give Bevel, like, do the mind, you know, wreck Ever's mind like you did with Bevel. Even though Bevel, it's like, whatever, you're back up. I, I think that could really screw up Ever's going forward. Still, but we also, got we have Jackson a bunch Arnold. of. Yeah, we have Jackson Arnold on the way. So maybe it doesn't matter as much. We'll see. But I, I feel like that's, um, I don't know, putting him in a, in a rough spot. But we'll see. I, I will say, like, like talking about cool matchups and bowl projections. I saw one Wisconsin OU could be pretty fun in the <laughs> Phoenix OU Wisconsin would be that's nasty. Oh, that's disgusting. Get, maybe put I put Iowa versus OU. That could be kind of funny. Oh, I'm, I'm going no. for the dirtiest matchups possible here. Wait, I, I want, is, uh, I, well, how many wins does Iowa have? Iowa, honestly, Iowa might not make it. How I have not been tracking Iowa for a while. No, no chance that they. There's no way. Iowa's three and four. They are not making. And they have Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then they'll beat Nebraska to wrap it up. Oh yeah, no, they they could if they can. They'll be. They can beat uh, Northwestern. They can beat Nebraska if they could upset Minnesota, Purdue, or Wisconsin. You never know. But if you think Iowa's making a bowl, I I would happily take that other side. They are not. I, I think uh, realistically, for some reason, I'm on a big kick recently of saying objectively, objectively, <laughs> uh, the best thing for us in, in this season is that we perform as well as we can through the Big 12. And then we face someone in a bowl game who is someone that we recruit against regularly. Jameson, that, that came Texas to me when Jameson mentioned, yeah, when, in, but when Jameson mentioned the Florida uh, bowl game and the Oregon bowl game. Those are two games that you always see up on the graphics with the recruits, right? They have their little graphics that are weirdly edited of all the schools that they're receiving offers from and stuff like that. I want to see a school that is constantly popping up on the little graphics. So A&M, A&M would be a big one. I don't know if I'd be super, super excited about that one because it's I'd just so we know we're going to be playing them a lot going forward. So I, I don't really – I like the weird ones. I like the ones where it's like someone we won't be playing – um regularly so who knows the problem is once you get kind of down there it's a lot of a lot of big 12 versus sec or like you get to like the serve pro first responder bowl and you're playing you against talk? would you would an, you an american team yeah well that would be like so the pac-12 like utah won't get that bad that wouldn't happen in arkansas What's the cheese at bowl alliance uh that's the acc hmm by florida so, state That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. NC State, Florida State won't get that high. That's like the that's like a pretty solid bowl for the ACC. Like they, somewhere they, there's there's Florida State fans having the same conversation. They're like, there's no Oklahoma will not get that high. Wake Forest, I guess. I mean, Wake's tenth right now. They're what it was, is that the number three team in the ACC? Do you know that? If what it is. I don't know. Uh, you can go look into it. You can go. That's obviously a lot of just guesswork at this point. It, we're, we're so uh, far out, but at this point, who knows? I, I think, I think A&M, I, I just realized A&M in 
tech in Houston would be a disaster because I don't trust NRG Stadium anymore after what we went through uh, in 2016. No, but A&M, mm-hmm. but A&M in the Liberty Bowl. Ooh, there we go. That's way is more there a, Is I there a situation? It's highly unlikely looking at their at their. Let me just pull up their schedule. Is there a possible situation? Oh yeah, Louisiana Monroe not good. South Alabama not good. Arkansas State. Is there a situation where maybe the stars doing? can align and we can play Boco? Oh no, I I don't think we have. I'm down. That I'm down be, to tank. That would be. I'm down to tank the season just to game it so that we can play Boco. <laughs> we we would have to be six and six. We need to schedule Boco at this point. Like that'd be that'd be great. That'd be great. Schedule Boca. My weird, my weird obsession with Texas State finally or comes to. We could play App State. I don't want to do that though. I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't. Want, like I don't like being the the you know big brand playing a little brand like we got with it's, the, the boys. It's a lose lose. It's a it's lose, a lose lose. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I I think I think a team like um, Florida State is probably what I if Florida State can make it to the Cheez-It Bowl. That that's what I'm looking for. Um, I, I think NC State falls, Bobby. Um, I think, you know, you got Clemson, Syracuse, Wake, and then Florida State, possibly. But getting to the cheese at Bowl would be hard. That's the fourth highest spot for the Big 12. We would have to finish over one of Texas, TCU, OSU, K-State. Here's one. Looking at Ole Miss's schedule. Ole Miss can drop A&M, Bama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So okay, well, Big Twelve standing wise, what do you think the highest spot you could end up in is? Jameson? Mathematically, well, not I mathematically. Think, I think third. four. I think I think Kansas State can start dropping some games. If if, our, if Martinez truly is hurt, I could see that. They back. they they still they go Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor the next three games. Like that's tough, you know. I, I just don't I, I don't see um, K State putting up a strong performance after the way things ended last week for Oklahoma State. You know Texas is toss up, but then going at Baylor, you know at Baylor is always tough. I don't know. I could see us popping up to four, but obviously we're playing like I'm, that's not what I'm predicting. I could just see it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot that not happen. having not having the tie break with K State is a bummer. Um, mm-hmm. They're gonna have to lose three. Like we would pretty much if we lost one game only to like say Oklahoma State, we would have Kansas State would have to lose four. So they would have to lose Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor, which I could see, and then drop one of West Virginia, Kansas. So yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. Yeah, That's it, tough. It's it's tough. It's likely it's a Liberty Bowl here. We're 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 on the march to the Liberty Bowl or the Texas Bowl, probably. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. It's it's um it, a 10 point win against Kansas does not make you a, a, a contender at running the table. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, this, like I said, this Iowa state game is going to really show me what this team will be the rest of the year, like how they can be against more, more opponents than just Kansas, which is still a good team, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I see things going pretty well. I'm still optimistic. I don't think Baylor's all that great this year. Um, but then again, I could be wrong. But um, Jameson, no real big recruiting corner, it seems, uh, from the yeah. bye week. It just seems like some standard stuff went down from what I can tell, correct? I I think, you know, the Jackson Arnold didn't Geyer stat line that he put up versus Allen is awesome. Like, this is a legitimate five-star 
Um, and he seems pretty locked in Oklahoma. There's going to be, this is kind of a weird spot right now in terms of recruiting. There's not much going on. So people are going to try to make up all these stories. Talk about flips. There's always some kind of thing going on in OU Twitter and the Twitter spaces and everything about, you know, is David Hicks possibly a flip target? You know, he could, but it, nothing's going to happen right now. We can talk about it October 24th, but it's just not worth our breath. We can wait till December and see if something happens. But the dude, David Hicks is going to take his time and they give him a very, very low percentage of him flipping. But if he did, he ain't going to do it in October. Yeah, agreed. And I, I will say Texas A&M falling apart has been really nice, except for, uh, well, I mean, for me, it's been great tie. Unfortunately, you picked him on the weekend spread for the wild card. But um, other than that, I think it's been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. All right. I think that's pretty much all we got, though. Uh, it's kind of a small episode, but, you know, we didn't have a game to talk about. So uh, next week, we'll definitely dive into more on this. Then uh, just keep marching forward. But we're almost at not championship November. Uh, so uh, Liberty Bowl November. I don't know what we're calling it now. Come on. We're no, we only got cheese that on our mind. We're just totally anti K-State. And we only I, I'm, I'm waking up feeling cheesy every single Saturday for the rest of the season. I love it. Feeling cheesy November. That's that's what that's where we're going with. That's what we're going with. I love it. I need a might need a shower some more. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right, folks. That's all we got for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this, make sure to give us a a, a subscribe. Uh, Hit that subscribe button on YouTube or uh, subscribe to your favorite podcasting app if you like that. Because, uh, hey, it's kind of fun. You can move it. You can uh, listen to us wherever. So that's pretty great. But um, anyways, that's all we got for this week. Uh, Until we meet again for the weekend spread with uh boat and blake i believe that will be a thursday pod just because it's a weird week we're all just shuffling things around so um but just just stay tuned to youtube slash your favorite podcasting app for our latest episodes all right on behalf of me jameson and ty and our partners at tppn this has been a scooter pod thank you all so much for listening and watching we'll see you next time good luck everybody boomer sooner